1: This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. What's up, everyone? Rick Mulready here. Welcome back to the Art of Pay Traffic podcast. This is episode number 143. Hope this finds you well. Thanks a lot for coming to hang on me today. I really appreciate it. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you how to set up your Facebook ads for success. And I'm calling this the June 2017 edition because I covered this back on episode number two. So 141 episodes ago, almost uh, two years ago, and obviously a lot has changed. Heck, a lot has changed over the past few months when it comes to uh, Facebook ads. So my goal for today is to give you a roadmap for navigating the setup in Power Editor so that you're giving yourself uh, as much success as possible to succeed out of the gates, and and part of what we're going to be talking about, or I should say, a big part of what we're going to be talking about here today is uh, what work that you're going to want to do before even setting up your Facebook ads. Then we'll get into Power Editor, and uh, well, I'll be taking you through getting into Power Editor, uh, talking about the campaign level, and then which options to be testing at both the ad set and ads levels, including what to be optimizing for, which placements options to choose, budget, targeting, etc. And then we're also going to discuss how to integrate split testing into your setup. And how I'm going to do this is I'm going to take you through two different strategies that we're working that we're using in our business that are working really, really well. And so we're going to walk through those two strategies and I'm going to take you through step by step how to set all this up in power editor and since we this is a podcast what i've done to make this easier for you and 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 for the for those of you guys who are visual learners like i am i have put together a pdf roadmap for you so everything that we're talking about here today i have put together this pdf roadmap which is going to outline step by step everything that you're going to be learning here today so you can download the pdf roadmap either by texting AOPT 143 to 44 so I'll repeat that again. You can text AOPT143 to 44222, or you can download the PDF roadmap over on the show notes page for today's episode, which is at rickmulready.com forward slash 143. Okay. So two different options for you to get that PDF roadmap for today's Episode Now, before we jump into it, I want to let you know about a brand new coaching program that I'm really excited about. I've been talking about it for a few weeks now here on the uh, podcast. It's called Advantage Plus. So Advantage Plus is an application-only 12-month coaching program, which is going to begin this July. So just in a few weeks here, 2017. And that means the deadline to apply for Advantage Plus is in just a few days, June 30th. So here's what the coaching program includes. It includes one group video coaching call with me each month. We're going to do this face-to-face on Zoom. Also includes a bonus group coaching call each month with a subject matter expert. You will get two two two-day group live events in San Diego with me, a ticket to attend both of my FBA live workshops, which are multi-day teaching and hands-on implementation events here in San Diego, as well as a private Facebook group, community. So Advantage Plus is for you if you're looking for an accelerated path in growing your business and you think accountability, community, and support are going to be helpful to you in achieving that. So like I mentioned, this is an application-only coaching program and the deadline to apply is in just a few days, just June 30th. So if you'd like to learn more and apply, just go over to rickmulready.com forward slash plus. That's rickmulready.com forward slash P-L-U-S. All right. Let's dive into how to set up your Facebook ads for success. And the setup I'm going to be sharing is as if your goal is to get conversions, meaning opt-ins or registrations, or you're sending people to an inexpensive sale. Okay. And as we're talking about here, I'm actually, I've am actually i actually pulled up a power editor right here on my screen. So I'm going to be walking you uh, right through it so okay read right through it so remember we're going to be talking as if our goal here is to get conversions okay and we're going to start this conversation before we even get into power editor and setting up your ads because most people when they start when they start thinking about doing their facebook ads they just jump right in into power editor and ads manager and start start setting stuff up I love the uh, I, you know I love the willingness to do that and love that, that fires me up but you've got to do the critical steps uh, first in order to be successful and set yourself up for success with your uh, Facebook ads and we've talked about that a lot here on the on the podcast. For example we talked about that back on episode number 109 the critical work needed to have a uh, successful Facebook ad. So rickmulready.com forward slash 109. And then also in episode 128, where I shared lessons from one of my biggest launches here in, my business. So, episode one hundred and nine and episode number one hundred and twenty-eight, we talk about these things right here that we're about to uh, that we're about to talk about. So, the first thing that you want to be doing, uh, and actually, this isn't necessarily in this particular order as far as the work uh, that you need to do before getting into Power Editor and setting stuff up, but you've got to be clear on what your offer is. So, what are you offering with your Facebook ads? When I say offer, doesn't necessarily mean like what you're selling. This is like whatever you're marketing with your Facebook ad what problem are you solving and how are you solving it for your target audience okay so is it a um, is it a free download is it a cheat sheet is it a checklist is it a pdf is it a video series is it a, a free video is it a podcast episode is it a webinar is it an event is it a special uh, discount code, is it uh, a free download of an app? Whatever it is, you've got to be very clear in what your offer is. So be really clear on your offer. And then also, almost as important as be clear on who your target audience is. Specifically, who are you talking to in your Facebook ad and how are you going to talk to each one of those audiences, okay? So being really clear on who you want to attract with your Facebook ad into your uh, marketing into your w- using this strategy here okay Not not attract them into your marketing you're attracting them by marketing to them but you know what i mean so be clear on who your target audience is okay specifically who you're talking to And how you're going to talk to each one of those audiences. So for example, coming up in a few weeks here, I'm going to be doing some free live trainings for local businesses and how they can use Facebook ads to get more leads and customers for their local business. Well, my target audience is local businesses, but I can take that a level deeper and segment that audience into three more specific audiences from there. And here's what I mean by that. So one audience might be local businesses who have never done Facebook ads before, and they want to start using Facebook ads to grow their business, yet they don't know where to start. Another audience might be local businesses who have tried Facebook ads before, but they didn't get the results that they were looking for. And then there's a, probably a third audience there that these are local businesses who are doing Facebook ads. They're getting results from them, but now they want to learn how to scale and take them to the next level. And there, there actually could be more audiences there. But in this example here, let's just use these three audiences um, that or, or buckets or segments, if you will, all meaning the same thing here. Well, the reason that this is so important is because, yes, my target audience is local business. But as we can see here, there's actually three different segments of people that I want to be speaking to. And so the conversation I'm going to have in my ad to people to local businesses who have never done Facebook ads before, but want to start using them yet they don't know where to start is going to be very different from the conversation I'm going to have with those local businesses who are doing Facebook ads, getting results from them. and Now they want to learn how to scale and take them to um, the next level. Okay, So I need to be clear on these segments because these three groups are who I will be speaking to in my different ads between the ad copy and if I'm using an image or a video, for example. So it's be, it's really be really clear on who the target audiences are that you want to be targeting. And I would encourage you, just like I did here, my target audience is local businesses, but we took it a step further and broke it into you know, multiple segments. How can you think about your business and the audience that you're trying to attract with, into your business with your Facebook ads into different segments so that you can speak directly to those people now maybe you might be saying well rick i don't have multiple audiences like i have one specific audience okay cool but depending on how you're targeting your ads let's just say it's different cold audiences okay well those audiences are going to be a little bit different from each other so you want to make sure that you're communicating and you're speaking to those specific people however they need to be spoken to so for example, maybe that maybe one audience that you're reaching, uh, one cold audience that you're reaching tends to be a little bit more on the advanced side. And then another audience that you're reaching is very relevant to you, but yet maybe they're on the more on the beginner side. So they're both an extremely uh, relevant audience that you want to attract, but the conversation is going to be a little bit different for each one of those. So make sure that you're not just doing one blanket ad or one blanket message to everybody that you're targeting. You know, this is really, really critical. And again, like I've mentioned so many times in other episodes here, this is the critical work that not a lot of people want to do. But yet, this is what's going to set yourself uh, up for success with your Facebook ads. Okay? So again, so you, you need to be clear on what those segments are. Because you're going to be speaking to each one of those segments in your ads, between the ad copy and the image or a video, if you do a video, okay? So speaking of ad copy, as you begin to put your ad together, here are some best practices for your ad copy. First and foremost, you want to get people's attention. So you want to get your ideal audience's attention. And addressing the specific audience that you're trying to reach right off the bat in your ad copy. Like asking a a question in the beginning of your ad copy is a great way to do this. A great way to call out the people that you are speaking to. Now, you got to be careful there by calling people out, but you got to stay within Facebook's ad guidelines. So everything we're talking about here, this really goes without saying, you've got to make sure that you're up on Facebook's ad policies, You know, which you should be re- reviewing frequently. So once every six months is not enough because Facebook does update them on a regular basis. So you can just go to facebook.com forward slash policies forward slash ads to review all of the policies to make sure that you're up on, on them. Okay. So after getting attention, you want to speak to the pain point that's being solved by your offer. So why should people keep reading your ad? What is the pain point that you were solving by your offer? And then it really becomes sharing what your offer is, whatever that offer is. Remember, we've already gotten there. We've already understood who that is. We know what our offer is. We know what our target audience, who we're trying to reach with our ad, or ads, I should say. And so we want to speak to that pain point that's specific to that audience that we are writing this for. And the... Um the The pain point that's being solved by the offer. Sorry, I got kind of got a little crazy there for a second. So why should people keep reading your ad and then share with with share what your offer is? Okay, and then inspire them to take action. Okay, this could be sharing. This could be through sharing a story. Maybe it's one of your own, like your own story, a personal story. Maybe it's a story of one of your students or a friend. Maybe it's a case study, etc. Maybe it's a testimonial. Okay, so inspire the person who's reading that ad to take action and make sure that you're focusing on the benefits of how you can help your target customer rather than on the features of whatever your offer is a lot of people focus on those features rather than on the benefits remember this is all about our what how can we be helping the people that we're trying to attract okay um and don't forget make sure to tell the reader what you want them to do be really clear on what action that you want them to take. And this is where you can also consider including the URL in the ad copy that, it, you know, being really clear, like com forward slash plus. And including that in the, in the, uh, in the ad copy. Now, this is where you'd want to test different, you know, test including it, not including it. You know, it, that this might change if you're doing a video. Um, maybe it's a longer copy versus shorter copy, that sort of thing. It really comes down to testing. And speaking of shorter and longer copy, this is really about testing different lengths of your copy. Everyone wants to know, Rick, what is the, you know, what should my copy be? Should it be short? Should it be long? and generally i'm always going to say yes it should be uh and te- so that means testing different lengths generally you know the generally the bigger commitment that you're asking someone to take so for example if i'm asking someone to come uh hang out with me for you know 60 minutes or something on a live training or something like that generally in general again not always but generally the longer the copy is going to be needed for that because it's a bigger commitment that i'm asking people to take okay all right so that is uh, some best practices for ad copy so just to recap that uh real quick so you're you're clear on who your offer is you are clear on your target audience and specifically who within that target audience that you're, re- that you're talking to and then how you're going to be talking to each of those audiences. And that means breaking down your uh, ideal audience that you want to be attracting. And then you're going to use the ad copy and your image or video to speak directly to those different segments of people that you've identified for. Your business, obviously making sure that you're reviewing Facebook's ad policies and then moving on to the next step is really then it becomes brainstorming what your targeting strategy is going to be when you're setting up your ads. And again, this isn't like do that, like the step one, step two, like this is all pre work, whether you do the brainstorming or targeting first That's cool, but this is all work that you need to do before you even get into Power Editor and start setting stuff up. So brainstorming what your targeting strategy is going to be when you're setting up your ads. You know, Are you going to be doing retargeting? Are you going to be retargeting... Or excuse me, you're going to be targeting your email list, your Facebook fans or uh, engagement audiences. That's retargeting. Uh, Are you going to be doing cold traffic like interests and behaviors, that sort of thing? Okay. So brainstorm what targeting strategy that you are going to... Uh, use. Now, generally, I, I say general because it is hardly ever like just absolutely do this one thing because, and this will get you results. So, in general, how we prioritize our targeting here is warm to cold. So, warm traffic, meaning that retargeting um, website visitors, Uh, People who are watching our videos, for example, our email list, our Facebook fans, and then moving through to cold traffic, then coming into lookalike audiences, uh, and then into like interests and behaviors and demographic targeting and so forth. Okay. So brainstorming what your targeting strategy is going to be. And we're going to talk about that more here in just a few minutes. Uh, Also... Before you start setting up your ads, as you can see here, there's a lot to do before we even start setting stuff up. You're going to want to create your landing pages. So if you, since this hypothetical um, campaign that we're talking about here is a conversions campaign, well, you're going to have to have some place to send people to. So that they can opt in or register or purchase something. Okay. So I use lead pages, uh, in my business. If you want to check and learn more about lead pages, rickmulready.com forward slash lead pages. I am a proud affiliate for them. So that is an affiliate, uh, link. Click funnels is great. Unbounce, you know, there's all different types of, um, uh, you can do instapage all different types of tools out there to create quick landing pages uh, for you. So lots of different resources. Make sure that you're setting up those landing pages because obviously you're going to need those landing pages to send people to from your ad. And then along with those landing pages, you got to make sure that you're creating your pixel and make sure that it's placed on your landing page and also on your thank you page so that you can track conversions on that thank you page. Okay, and if you're eventually leading to a sale, let's just say I'm doing a um, a, a webinar funnel, and I have I'm sending people from my ad to a um, a freebie download, then I'm offering them a um, uh, to register for a webinar and then eventually I'm looking to offer them the opportunity to enroll in a program, well, I'm gonna have that thank you, or I'm gonna have the, the pixel on the registration thank you page for the opt-in, for the webinar, and then also for the sale. So don't forget, you if you are offering them that sale, don't forget to put the pixel on that thank you page for the sale as well, because then that's gonna allow you to track all the way through the ROI of your sales funnel here, okay? So create your pixel, And, or get your pixel, I should say, and make sure it's placed on all of your pages, all their necessary pages, and then make sure that your conversion, that you're tracking conversions, make sure that's set up, whether it's a custom conversion or a standard event. Okay. All right. So that is the pre-work. Really, really important stuff that you got to make sure that is all in place prior to even getting into, uh, Power Editor. Okay. So now let's move into actually setting up your ads or talking through that. And remember, our hypothetical goal here is to get conversions. Okay. And I'm going to share two strategies here with you that we've tested and had really good success with. So think about how you might test these in your own business. Okay. And here is the first strategy. Okay. At the campaign level, we're going to use the campaign or excuse me, the conversions objective. Since in our example here, we're, we're going for opt ins or registrations. And by the way, make sure to refer to episode 138 just a few episodes ago where I talk all about Facebook ad objectives. So that's rickmulready.com forward slash 138. Okay. So I'm in Power Editor right now. I'm at the campaign level. I'm creating the campaign and we have chosen the... We've given our campaign a name and we have chosen the conversions objective. And then I also suggest the auction buying type because that's what this marketplace is here on Facebook. So that's it. That's all we do on the campaign level. Then we'll move to the uh, ad set level. And this is where I'm actually gonna pull it up here on my screen so we're at the ad set level so this is where we set up our placement um the the optim or the conversion that we want to optimize for budget and schedule uh, our targeting like this is a really really important uh, uh step in our facebook ads setup so at the ad set level the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you have named your ad set and everyone always wants to know rick what's the best um, naming convention to use. And there is no best naming convention. Just just choose one uh, that number one, that you're going to be consistent with. And number two, you, that you're able to identify exactly what it is looking at it really quickly. Okay. So there's no right or wrong on that. Just be consistent and choose something that you know, that you're going to be able to look at it really fast and know exactly what It is okay. So then we have the placement option, and there's two options there automatic placements, and it says recommended or edit placements. And we've talked about this uh, in the past. I used to say uh, I would recommend going to edit placements and then breaking out the placements per ad set. Now I would move to that, but I would recommend starting with the automatic. Placements, and the reason for this, as we've talked about here on the on on past episodes, is that the Facebook algorithm has gotten really, really smart. And so, by choosing all placements, by choosing the automatic placements, we're letting the algorithm find the conversions for us. Where are the conversions happening? On you know whether it's desktop newsfeed or Instagram newsfeed, or excuse me, Instagram or mobile newsfeed or. Um, audience network, or whatever it might be. Okay. So, or the right hand column, we're letting Facebook's algorithm find us those conversions. Okay. Now, if you are running a video, for example, Uh, and it's longer than 60 seconds, you'll have to uncheck Instagram. So you will have to uncheck any kind of placements that your particular ad is not okay for. So just keep that in mind. But the reason that we're doing this, again, we're letting the algorithm find the placements that are uh, converting the best for us. And then once our ads are running after a few days, then we can go into ads manager and use the breakdown option, look at the placements, and it'll list out the placements for you and it'll tell you where you're getting those results. So that's... That way you can use that information to start scaling your ads so that if you're getting all of your results from mobile newsfeed, for example, then you can hone in on just mobile newsfeed, for example, in an ad set. Okay. So that is placements. Then it comes uh, conversion and it says conversion event location and says please select a conversion event this is where I remember our goal here in the campaign that this hypothetical campaign our objective is conversions so we have to tell Facebook which conversion that we want to optimize the campaign for and generally this is going to be your first conversion in your sales funnel so remember, In the example I used before, if we're doing a webinar funnel and we're running Facebook ad to, you know, like a PDF download and then we're offering them the webinar. um, So we do want them to register for the webinar, but the initial conversion that we're looking for in our funnel would be that PDF download. So that would be the conversion that we're optimizing for. If we're running Facebook ad directly to, um, you know, a webinar registration or something like that, then that would be the event that we are optimizing for. Okay, so at the conversion section here in our ad, at the ad set level, tell Facebook which um, conversion event that you want to optimize for. Facebook, I want more of this. I want the most of this, and it's that initial conversion in your sales funnel. Okay. Then moving down into budget and schedule, uh, pretty straightforward here. Budget, we have daily budget or uh, lifetime budget. I personally am a fan of daily budget. We use daily budget on a consistent basis. I feel like we have more control um, over that. And so we use daily budget in our business. There are other times where you might want to use um, lifetime budget if you're getting into like more day parting and and that sort of thing. We really like daily budget, um, and then you're you're putting your uh, daily budget in there. Now keep in mind if you put twenty five dollars in there, it doesn't mean you're going to spend exactly twenty five dollars per day. It Facebook looks to average it out and remember that the algorithm is optimizing your ads intraday so it's looking for it's trying to learn during each day when you are most likely getting or when you're getting the most conversions. so if you're getting most of the conversions in the evening for example it will look to heavy up the delivery during that time. Again, the algorithm guys has gotten very, very smart and only getting smarter. Okay. So we have our daily budget. We've set, we've set our amount, the uh, scheduled start and end date time. I like to start my ads as early as possible in the day. So I might start them at like three o'clock in the morning, let's just say, or two o'clock in the morning. I just like to give them a full day of delivery um, when we're getting them started. I personally don't like to start ads. Uh, in the evening or late, uh, late in the day. Um, yes. Then we get into audiences. So this is where we start setting up our targeting. And the first option here is our custom audiences. And so this is going to be our warm traffic or look like any kind of, uh, custom audience that we have set up. So for example, our website visitors or our email list or, um, look lookalike audiences, that sort of thing. So that's what's going to go here in the custom audiences uh, section, and you also have the opportunity here to exclude different audiences. Okay, so use the exclusion wisely so that you are minimizing that overlap and stuff like that when you're setting up those targeting audiences. And I'm going to finish this. Uh, I'm going to finish this section here, and then I'm going to come back up to targeting here in just a second. Okay, because remember we're talking about a couple of different strategies here that uh that i would do with our setup okay so uh so our custom audiences then we have our locations so that means like you can put in obviously your your uh if you're targeting by country or zip code or town or whatever it is or city you can put that in the locations here generally we like to do um we like to kind of group the countries that we know are most expensive so for example um, like the US and Canada and maybe the UK and put those into um, into an ad set and then the other countries that that tend to and we're thinking about you know what is the exchange rate and all this stuff we're not getting too far down that rabbit hole but we are thinking about that so where is it likely going to cost the most to get that conversion and we try to set our ad sets up accordingly and then once our ads are running then we're using that breakdown again in ads manager to look at which countries are performing the best for us then we have our age range uh and gender and languages generally we we're, we're leaving languages um blank unless it's very relevant to you and your specific uh business and what your offer is again the gender and age this is you knowing who your target audience is and who you want to be uh reaching and then we get into the detailed targeting section. So this is where we have the cold traffic. Okay, so this is the uh, stereotypical type of targeting. You know, if I want to target fans of Amy Porterfield, for example, I could put Amy's name in here in the detailed targeting section. And we talked about it here in the past. When we are doing detailed targeting, detailed targeting in our uh, in our campaign here, generally what we'll do is we will have an ad set. That let's just say we try to, we, we do try and combine uh, uh, in, uh, interest, excuse me, into one ad set. And the reason for that is we are trying to get that audience size, the potential audience reach, somewhere between that 500,000 and 2 million ish audience size. Now, that doesn't mean that if we're targeting, you know, let's just say you have to target a local market and you're nowhere near that 500,000, it's okay. I'm just talking about ideal. If you can, we're trying to group interests together to try to increase that audience size. Again, the more data that we can give to Facebook's algorithm to work with, the better off that we're going to be. Now, this doesn't mean that you're start combining random interests in here. So, for example, I'm not going to target, you know, fans of Amy Porterfield and, you know, readers of Wall Street Journal. Okay, because that's just different. All right. So I might be targeting, like, put your, try and, uh, how do I say this? Try and group together your interests that are most similar within the same ad set. Okay. And again, what our goal here by doing this is we're trying to get that audience size somewhere between that 500,000 and 2 million ish people. Okay. You also have the options here of excluding people or narrowing the audience, as Facebook calls it here. Excluding people just simply means like, I want to target fans of Amy Porterfield, but exclude people who match, um, you know, who are interested in Entrepreneur Magazine. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, but then, likewise, you can also narrow it even further and say, well, I want to target people who are interested in this audience, but then also are interested. In This audience because when we stack or when we group together multiple interests within uh, one ad set, okay, we are saying they have to be interested in this or this or this. But Facebook has given us the opportunity here with the exclude people or narrow audience options to say and so for example, I want to say I want to target people who are interested in Amy Porterfield and entrepreneur magazine. Okay, Or you can exclude people. Then there's that other box. The next box that brings up a lot of questions from people. And Facebook defaults it uh, being checked where it says expand interest when it may increase conversions at a lower cost per conversion. We've tested this out, not had good luck with it. And so, if you do test this out, um, I'd make sure you put it in its own ad set so you know exactly uh, what that ad set is. Where you know where you're testing this different uh, this option here. But we've tested it, not had good good um, good results. It's also given like it's, it gives you a massive uh, potential. Uh, it it really affects that potential audience reach that we've seen. And so we kind of stay away from that. But if you're going to test it, I would put it in its own. Uh, Ad set. So moving further down our audience targeting section here, then we move into the connections targeting. So this is where you can target uh, or exclude fans of your Facebook page. And we always will exclude fans of the Facebook page because we'll put those fans in its own ad set. And so if we are targeting, you know, people who are uh, on our email list, for example, then we'll exclude people who are our Facebook fans because we are going to set up another, a different ad set where we're target targeting our Facebook fans. And then in that one, we would exclude people who are on our email list so that we're not, we're saving that overlap. Okay. Now then we move into the last section in the uh, ad set section. And that is the, or I should say ad set level. Then it's the optimization and delivery. So A couple of important um, features here of this section here. Number one, the first option here is optimization for ad delivery, and when your objective is conversions, it will default to conversions. When your if your objective is traffic it'll default to clicks. So it's defaulting to based on whatever your objective is. And so I would recommend starting off with that. And for, we run most of the campaigns where we're optimizing for the default option. So in this case here, conversions is our objective. So we're optimizing for conversions. We're telling Facebook sure, ad to as many people in that target audience that we've just set up who are most likely to do this, who are most likely to convert. Okay. Then we have the conversion window, which is that drop down where it says after clicking the ad, one day click or seven day click. And then there's the option of after clicking or viewing the ad, one day click or view or seven days click or one day view. Now, again, we, we covered this back on episode. Uh, What did I say that was 138, where I talked all about the Facebook ad objectives. So we talked about this conversion window, but essentially what you want to choose here is I recommend choosing the one day click for most of you um, because I'm assuming that so but basically, basically what this is, you're telling Facebook, okay, when people land on my landing page, wherever I'm sending people from my ad, it doesn't take longer than a day for them to make that decision on whatever they're going to do on that landing page. So opt in or register. Now, if you're selling a car, for example, that's a different story. Uh, or, you know, there's other certainly, of course, there's other, um, you know, the car is just a funny example, but there's always going to be other uh, outliers there. You're trying to think about that conversion window. How quickly does somebody generally take that action when they land on your landing page? And for opt-ins or, you know, for freebie stuff or, um, you know, training registrations or event registrations, that sort of thing. I would go with one day click. Now, after your ads are running again, we want to let ad we want to let the ad stats dictate how our ads are doing and and using that data to make decisions based on on these numbers here so you can go into uh, ads manager go to customize columns look at your reporting and change that attribution window to say one day and seven day and see where the results are coming from and facebook will tell you where those results are um, coming from the other option the the, i should say the next section there in optimization and delivery is bid amount and there's two options there, automatic and manual. So uh, we use automatic, you know, for if you are more advanced and you really know your numbers and you know exactly what it costs you to get, you know, a lead and to get a sale and all the other stuff, then maybe you want to consider doing manual. But automatic is you're letting Facebook set that bid um, amount to get you the to get you the best re- the most results at the best price. Okay, so if you are if you're somebody or a company who knows your exact numbers, you know you're really dialed in on that stuff. Then maybe you want to get into the manual bidding um, and that sort of thing. Okay, all right. So I want to come back up to the uh, audiences section. Okay, because as I mentioned here. Um, we are talking about a different one strategy here. Okay. So this is how I recommend, and this is what, what, this is what we've been doing here, or I should say one strategy that we've been doing. So, um, at the targeting section, targeting section, I recommend starting off a campaign with warm traffic first. Okay. So I'm only, I'm going to have ad sets. That's that are only my warm audiences. So for example, my email list and my website visitors, that sort of thing. Um, if, if I have engagement audiences, if I have video engagement audiences, I'm going to start off um, an ad set with those warm audiences in it. And I'm going to run it for a few days before starting any cold traffic. Okay? So let's just say for simplicity's sake, I start my warm traffic ads on a Monday. And I'm going to let it run for Monday and Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, then I would start my cold traffic audiences. And the reason I'm doing that, and I'm going to explain this here when we get to the ads level coming up here in just a second. And remember, this is why I put together the PDF roadmap for you uh, to accompany today's episode. Like, so you can look at this uh, visually, everything that we're talking about here uh, today. So I would start my warm traffic first. So I might have two ad sets. One ad set is my email list, my video engagement audiences. Maybe it's my engagement audiences on my Facebook page um, and website visitors, that sort of thing. Another ad set might be my Facebook fans. So I run those two ad sets for a couple of days before starting my cold traffic. So I start my I start my cold traffic a couple of days later, all right? And the reason for that is is because I'm using the exact same ads for the cold traffic that I am my warm traffic. And what's going to happen with my warm traffic? Well, those are that's my most engaged those are my most engaged audiences, right? Those are my website visitors, those are my email lists, those are my Facebook fans, those are my video engagement people. They're likely to share and comment and like my ads much quicker and easier than my cold traffic. So we're starting to aggregate social proof on our ads, and then we're gonna be using those exact same ads with that social proof when we start targeting cold traffic. And so now what this is doing, this is increasing our relevance score and thus lowering our costs and increasing our reach because we have an ad here, we have ads, I should say, that is getting social proof here, and then we're introducing those ads with the social proof to the cold audiences okay and i talked about how to do this again back on episode number 138 and i'm also going to share with you how to do this here in just a second so if you're like rick what are you if you're like on the treadmill right now and you're like you just had to stop and like step in the side panels there and you're like rick what are you talking about stay with me here i want to explain what i'm talking about all right so again remember this is one strategy that we do so we start the warm traffic first build up some engagement on those ads and then we start cold traffic a few days later with those same ads that are carrying with them the social proof that we've gotten from the warm traffic. And again, the reason we do this is to get some social proof going to increase rele- which, which increase relevance, uh, which increases relevance score, I should say, and thus lowers costs and uh, increases that reach. Okay. So remember, why is social proof so important? Well, if we're really hungry at lunchtime and we're walking down the side or da- walking down the street and we've got three or four, um, restaurants lined up and there's a big line out one of those restaurants. Well, which one are we naturally going to be attracted to? Well, the one with the big line in it, right? Because we know that, or we, we're, we're assuming that there's, since there's a big line there, that's good. That, that's where people want to be. Social proof is the same exact thing. Okay. All right. So now let's move over to the ads level and I'm going to pull that up here on my screen as well. So the first thing you want to do at the ads level is name your ad, obviously, then you want to choose your Facebook page that you are advertising for, and then you'll want to choose the Instagram account that, uh, you, uh, that, um, uh, represents your account It rep- represents your Instagram account, uh, that linking it to Facebook here. And then you got two options, creating the ad or using existing post, okay? So at, when we're setting up our warm traffic, then we are setting up our, we're creating the ad from scratch, okay? So we'll go through, create the ad. We'll choose the image or uh, the video, or if we do a carousel ad, for, for example, okay? And then we will... Uh, if we're doing an image, we'll select the image. If we're doing the video, we'll select the video. Then we go through the actual, you know, we're doing the website URL, which is the destination URL. Where do we want to send people to when we when they click on our ad? So what's the landing page URL that we're using? Then we have the option for the, display link which is optional. So for example, it shows up in the bottom left hand corner of our ad. So if I if my destination URL is rickmulready.com forward slash plus, well then I could put that as the display link, rickmulready.com forward slash plus. Then I have the text field and that is the ad copy. That's all the text above the image or above the video. Then we have the headline and that's the large font, large text that's right below the image or the video. And then we have the newsfeed, uh, link description, which is for newsfeed, uh desktop newsfeed ads. So you can have, that's that text that's right below the, uh, headline. And then we have a call to action button. So we can, um, choose from a whole bunch of different things. Start order, apply now, book now, contact us, donate now, download, learn more, send message, request time, shop now, sign up or watch more. Um, remember our goal or this hypothetical, uh, campaign that we're doing here is conversions and we like to use learn more. Now, learn more is a little bit, um, it's a little bit obscure. You know, you're, you're, you're not saying it's not so hard and fast as sign up or download. Um, it's also, you know, download might be kind of confusing if they have to go to the landing page and then opt in right? Someone might, if you put download as your call to action button, someone might think that when they click that ad, it's going to download whatever you're offering them. And that, which is not necessarily the case. So we like to use learn more. Now, if you use learn more, make sure that people are actually learning more on the landing page. Don't have it be, uh, don't have it be a case where they're not learning anything more on the landing page because that's not a good user uh, experience. But we do like to use Uh, Learn more. We like to use no button there if we're sending people from our ad to uh, a free, you know, free piece of content for like a blog post or a video, for example. So we'll do no button there because remember, the less it looks like an ad, um, people's defenses are uh, down at that point. Okay. So the last section here in at the ads level is the tracking section. And so this is where uh, you want to make sure that you are tracking the conversions from your, uh, from your pixel. And then you would choose obviously the pixel. You want to make sure that you're using your pixel, uh, there. Okay. So make sure that you're tracking all the conversions from your pixel. Okay. So that's the ads level. Now I told you I was going to show you, tell you, walk you through how to, uh, how to do the aggregate and the social proof. Okay. So remember for the warm traffic ad sets, we're going through and we're creating our ads from scratch. OK, so we've created our ad sets. We've created our ads. Let's just say we're testing, I don't know, five different ads total. OK, so we're going to go through and create all of our ads. We are going to uh, launch those that we're going to get them to um, ready to launch. We're not actually setting them live, but we're going through and they're all ready to go. Well, when we do that, you uh, Facebook assigns an ad ID number. OK, so it might be like 6077, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, and you will see that ad ID number at the ad level. So what I recommend that you do is you grab that ad ID level and then paste it like in a spreadsheet or a Google doc or Evernote file or write it down or whatever. And then just make sure that you put a note on what ad that is that the ad ID corresponds to. Okay. So we go through, we set all of our ads up for the warm traffic. And then we publish those ads. And remember, we don't have to set them live yet, actually, because maybe they're starting tomorrow morning and I'm doing it the day before. But we, through, we go through and publish those ads. That It's that publishing action that will generate that ad ID for each one of the ads that we have just published. Now we can go through and set up our cold traffic audience our cold audiences in the additional ad sets and however many ad sets that you have is going to depend on you know however much you're spending on your uh, on your campaign there. You might have you know two other ad sets or maybe you have 200 other ad sets whatever whatever that you have there. okay So then you start using the exact same ad IDs. and when you're setting up your ads on the cold traffic now, instead of doing create ad from scratch, Now you're using use existing post. And then in the, you'll see a page, it'll say page post and it'll say select a post. Right below that, there's a little link and I'll have a screenshot for you. Don't worry over on the show notes page for the uh for the episode com. excuse me i'm going really fast com forward slash 143 so right below the page post dropdown, there is a little link there that says enter post id so you click that there's a field that comes up and you just paste that ad ad id in from your ads that you set up for your warm traffic okay so now you're using those exact same ads from the warm traffic in your cold audiences and what this is going to do is it's going to aggregate all the likes and comments and shares that you're getting from your warm traffic ads into your cold audiences as well okay there's another way to get that ad id and that is in the url of the ad within facebook here so they'll be, it'll say ID equals, and it'll give you the ad ID up in the URL, up in your navigation bar of your browser. So you can either grab it there, or you will see it at the ads level. Okay? So that is how you aggregate the social proof on your ads between warm traffic and cold traffic. And this is exactly why we like to start our warm, our, excuse me, our warm traffic first run those ads for a couple of days and then start our cold traffic. Because when we start our cold traffic, we're using the same exact ads as the warm traffic. And they've already got likes and comments and shares. Thus, our relevance score is is, incre- is higher. Thus, our 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 costs are going to be lower and we're going to get higher uh, reach. Okay. So that is the first strategy of how we set up our... Uh, Facebook ads for success, starting with warm traffic first, running that for a few days to get that social proof going, and then we move into our cold traffic, okay? Now, here's another strategy that we've been using that accomplishes the exact same thing, but we're just using a little bit of a different tactic, and that is you're running an engagement campaign to start off with, okay? So this sort of replaces that, if you will, that warm traffic part. So what you can do is you can start a... Remember, our overall campaign objective here, or excuse me, our goal, which is different here, our goal is still to get conversions. But in this strategy here that we're talking about, you would choose... You would start a campaign with the objective of engagement... And then run that for a few days. And then we start our conversion campaign. And the idea here is to get social proof on those ads, which you will then use in your conversions campaign. And you're doing this by using those ad IDs, just like I just mentioned. Okay, So you run that engagement campaign and that engagement campaign is promoting engagement. It's promoting social proof. It's promoting people to engage with your ad, to like and share and comment and so forth. And so then you let that engagement campaign run for a few days and then you can start the your, the, the rest of your campaign, the conversions objective campaign. That's where you can either you can do the warm traffic and the cold traffic um, together if you like in that same uh, campaign, okay? So at the campaign level, you're selecting engagement as your objective And then you're putting together your ads, your targeting, et cetera, running them for a few days, just like we just went through. You're running them for a few days prior to launching your conversions campaign. Then when you launch your conversions campaign, you're going to use that, you're going to use the same ad IDs that you did in that engagement campaign. And that is what's going to allow you to bring all the social proof from those ads into your conversion. Campaign. Guys, this is how you aggregate that social proof. Everybody asks me all the time, how do I do that? How do I do that? I have an ad that's going really well. How do I, you know, use that same ad with that social proof and target different audiences? Well, this is, you know, this is what we're talking about here. Okay. And by the way, when we're split testing these ads, what I like to do is I like to put one ad in each of the ad sets. And I know this is sort of one of those topics that gets debated a lot and there's this question of should I put multiple ads within an ad set because then Facebook's you know the, the Facebook is is testing the different ads for you and finding out which winner which which of those ads is the winning ad and yes they are doing that however and we've literally tested this for about two years off and on and what we found every single time is that the uh, if Facebook declares a quote- unquote winner, too soon. So let's just, what that means is, let's just say I have three ads within one ad set and I'm like, all right, I want to split test three different ads. Well, that means that, okay, if I'm going to put three ads within an ad set, Facebook Facebook system is designed correctly meaning it is set up to find the winning ad it's supposed to you know it, it rotate the ads through and find out which ad is performing the best but we, what we found is that it it finds a winning ad way too soon so for example within the first few hours it it declares a winner and then what it does is it gives all of its delivery love over to that ad and then hardly any delivery to those other ads that you've got running in that ad set. And the problem with that is, is that those other two ads that aren't getting any delivery, maybe those are actually good ads, but because the algorithm has declared a winner quote, uh, quote unquote winner really, really fast. It's too fast in my in my book. We we've just never seen it work uh, out very well. So what we'll do is we'll put one ad within an ad set, and then we'll um, have um, you know the same ad set, same targeting group, and everything like that, and then split test a few different ads that way. That way, we're getting much more of a. Um, it's not still still a, not a one hundred percent true split test, but it's much more. What we found, it's much more of an accurate split test doing it that way one ad per ad set rather than uh, multiple ads within the same ad set so this was a a lot (laughs) to take in and i've just gone through a lot and i realized that you may want to listen to this uh, a couple of times and we're going to do this you know we're going to do an outline for you over um, in the pdf download okay so don't forget to uh, make sure that you get that pdf roadmap that i put together for you that outlines step by step everything that we've been talking about here uh, today. And there's two ways for you to get that. You can either text AOPT 143 to 44222. So again, that's text AOPT 143 to 44222. Or you can download the PDF over on the show notes page for today's episode, which is at rickmulready.com forward slash 143. Well, all right, my friends, I hope going through this ad setup, these ad setup strategies, I should say, was very helpful for you. Okay. And again, I know we went through a lot of stuff here, but if you follow these steps, you are setting yourself up for uh, a lot of success with your Uh, with your Facebook ads. And obviously, this is very different from what we talked about 141 (laughs) episodes ago, two years ago. So that's why I wanted to do a new uh, June 2017 edition of how to set your Facebook ads up uh, for success. It's a lot of that pre-work before even diving into into, uh, Power Editor and then going through each of the phases, campaign, ad set, and then ads. And then using that those ad IDs to aggregate that social proof. And you can kind of do some cool stuff there with either starting off with warm traffic first... And then a few days later, starting that cold traffic, or you can run an engagement campaign for a few days, start to aggregate social or start to get some social proof going there and then start your conversion campaign using those same ad IDs. Okay. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, if you're interested in learning more and applying to be part of my brand new coaching program, which is called Advantage Plus, just go to rickmulready.com forward slash p l u s remember the deadline to apply uh, for the program is coming up in just a few days june 30th okay so make sure if you want to learn more and apply for advantage plus just go to rick forward slash plus this is my brand new 12 month coaching program and i'd love to see you uh, apply for it so that we could have you in the program. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Really appreciate it. I've had a lot of fun going through this. I had a lot of fun putting this episode together uh, for you as well. I've got a lot more great content coming your way in next week's episode. So until then, my friends, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode.